Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. Story number one. Spitting Fire, written by Breaks as Wheat Over My Knee. Forward! And the line shuffles forward. Another time I might have mused how convenient it is that such a vast majority of sentient beings are bipedal with two arms, but now I can only give it a passing thought. Perhaps another time, when I'm not wearing a control collar. That is likely never. I will die a slave. My hearts grow weak and my tail limp with dejection. A few places ahead of me in line, a furred creature with leathery wings steps into the space before the throne. The spiked reptile on the throne bellows at it. I command you to assault me. And the winged one does, compelled forward by the hideous contraption on its neck. Its claws extend as it runs at the throne, but as it readies a strike it falls to the ground. Convulsing and wailing, another spiked reptile, smaller than the one on the throne, drags the winged one away. Forward! And the line shuffles forward. As the next victim walks before the throne, the sleigh just in front of me turns its head. It is a species I have never seen before and seems lacking in any defining features. It looks like a mannequin on which someone might add wings or fur or scales or a tail or horns, having only smooth brownish skin and no other interesting features besides a crop of fur on the top of its head. What's going on? it asks. The translation in the collar gives it a female voice. She seems to be speaking to me. I offer an answer purely because the collar does not compel me otherwise. You cannot defy the regent's order, but to intend to strike him will cause you great pain. He will order you to attack him, then revel in your suffering when you fail. The creature's face contorts, and she faces forward again in time to see that the stage has been cleared for her. Forward! There is no longer anyone in front of me as she marches to her place. I command you to assault me. She begins to move forward, cumbowled by the collar. She takes deliberate steps and stares directly at the regent. But she stops short. I wonder how. I doubt she has broken the compulsion of the collar. Perhaps the device is defective. Or perhaps her species is a very strange of idea of assault. You will not be remembered. She growls through clenched teeth. The room is suddenly very quiet. You're nothing but one of innumerable, interchangeable sheriffs of uncountable, irrelevant towns. When you die, your name will be cast aside with the rest of the refuse of history, having accomplished nothing of note and built nothing that matters. The regent stands from his throne, and you are not even smart enough to realize it. Perhaps if you were, you would have done something truly worth remembering, instead of being stuck on this forsaken rock deluding yourself with thoughts of grandeur and prestige that only exist in your mind. Every time your loftiest aspirations have slipped from your grasp, you have blamed circumstances or your subordinates or perhaps fate. 
You told yourself that your failed goals were never worth achieving, and you believed that lie. But I think now you might realize the real reason why your dreams are just out of reach. The problem is that they are your goals, and you are simply too unexceptional to ever achieve them. The regent draws a blade and stalks forward at the simple creature, his intent unmistakable. You think killing me will help you? You know it will not. You know that dead or alive, I will haunt your thoughts and dreams for the rest of your life, because you can see that I speak the truth. She had bared her teeth at the point of the blade touching her throat. She seems unafraid, perhaps almost abused. Here you are, feigning at strength by breaking your toys like a petulant child, and you never did bother to tug at the corners of the illusion you built for yourself. What might you have done if you'd only been in the slightest bit clever, if you had not settled for this existence? Now you wonder, what if you ha Her body remains still for a moment while her head hits the floor, still smirking triumphantly. The regent looks around the room, challenging anyone who will take it. The body is taken away. Forward! I step before the regent. My heart's no longer weak. I command you to assault me. The regent cannot hide his irritation. I feel myself compelled to aggression, but I am inspired. The headpiece you wear does not command the respect you think it does. I channel the compulsion hit by words. I have no choice but to continue. I am nearly shouting. Instead, it makes you look infantile and insecure. The regent's roar sounds like music to me now, and the flashing blade feels like victory. I am content as my life leaves my body. There is someone I hope to meet in the eternal sea. End of story. Story number two. Mmm, coffee. Written by Wolfie Wonka. This is good. Right, and it's probably the first thing you'll get. You might even get it in your first round. Why is that? Well, see, most humans believe in an exchange of gifts before the first round of negotiations. It establishes what they call a good intent. So you're saying that I should have brought a gift? Not necessarily. Well, yes, you should have, but, like I said, most humans. I don't follow. Well, it depends on the sovereignty. The what? Drezel stared. You've, um, never dealt with humans before, have you? Olea waved his social mandibles in a specific pattern that conveyed a negative, but the translator would have read shook his head. So Olea shook his head. Never, not anyone in my species either. It was Drezel's turn to shake his head. Oh boy. Well, you should probably tell them that. Well, that also depends on the sovereignty. Olea created an expression that best translates to super grimace. I've dealt with three other species before. Are humans really that more difficult? Drezel laughed. Well, he created a whipping sound, not unlike the call of an abnormally large goose. But you get my point. Mulia, my friend, you are certainly frecked. Um, thanks? This one didn't translate well. No, it's a human expression used to convey doomed to failure. Oh, Drezel's next expression doesn't translate well either. The best description would be super-duper grimace. Drezel 
sighed. Let me break it down for you. Break what down? Forget it. Just listen. Human space is divided into sovereignties. There's the big three. Euro-Asiatic Coalition, Oceanic American Republic, and the Latin African Union. Think of them as separate governments. Because they are... Separate governments? From one species? Yes, there's more. There's the UCSA, Unified Ecology Strategic Alliance, Government of Mars, Corporate Cabal, and the FCASTC, Free Citizens and Sovereign Communities Defense Council, not to mention the Merchants League, Independent Science Directorate, Militia of... Stop, stop, I don't know what any of this means. Well, you're gonna have to. Religion of Guyan, Harmony of... Stop, your explanation is fricked. Oh, you're learning already. Olia created a simple expression that roughly translates to complete exasperation with significant annoyance, albeit reluctant respect with a dash of anger. Why? Why are they like this? Olia finally said. Why? Why? They're human. The same look. Okay, okay. Well, I've asked that same question myself to every sovereignty I've met. The savvy ones answer with, because we're strong. The truthful ones answer, because sadly, humans love to fight. But after all these years, I believe I know the real reason. Why? Because all humans value freedom. Freedom from oppression. Freedom to make your own choices. Freedom to wander like so many humans do, to satisfy their unique curiosity. But above all else... And remember this one because it manifests itself in many ways. Freedom to do what they want. It is powerful and should never be underestimated. Mulia prepared to speak, but Drezel was not finished. This is the part where you ask me what to do with each sovereign tree. You see, I can't do that. That would take years. But I can tell you what to do with all of them. What is that? Respect. But not just for the human diplomats themselves. Respect for their possessions, their values, their code, their religion, their motivations. Because, my friend Uriah, oftentimes they hold these at a higher value than themselves. Even at a higher value than their own lives. It is the human spirit, Uriah. Learn it, respect it, and all shall be well. Two weeks later, Uriah returned to its people. He bore good tidings, a newly traced trade route, and a half-full tin of coffee. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one. And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.